So again, you're very welcome to our Mass here. Matter if you've been here before. Uh, so we have a couple of things going on here this weekend. So uh, there's a, a, a pro-life retreat going on down at the other end of the house, hence all the cars out the front. So we're not always, we're not always this busy. Uh, but, um, so you're very, very welcome to this Mass today. Uh, I'm not sure if any of you are from a farming background, but uh, those of ye maybe who are a little older than myself from a farming background might remember the old threshing machines. Right, is the, the, the precursor to the combine harvester. So it was like a combine harvester that, that didn't move. The, the, the combine stayed put, and the men then would go out and cut the, the barley or the corn by hand and bring it in with horses and carts, throw it into the threshing machine. The threshing machine would shake, shake the life out of it. The grain would drop to the collector, and the straw would go out, out the top. Anyway, a horrendously dangerous machine, designed to kill a man in many ways, because uh, it was run off, off a tractor with this enormous belt that would go from the, from the tractor uh, to the threshing machine, which had to be kept wet, or it would expand, and if it would expand, it would fly off and cut someone's head off. I mean, lethal stuff. Uh, but hence was farming back in the... Up until, I don't know when threshing machines stopped. Uh, but I'd say the 70s. I'd say they were probably still going in the 70s. Anybody correct me on that? In or around... Combine harvesters came in around then, a self-propelled threshing machine, genius. But um, what was very interesting with these threshing machines was because they were expensive and complicated, there weren't very many of them. So in any village, there may be one or two. So everybody would help whatever farmer was having his barley or his wheat cut at the time, they'd all head over to his place, help him with his threshing, and then everybody from that farm would come over and help you with yours, because there was only one machine, and you couldn't run it on your own. So... Because of, dare I call it, poverty, uh, we had to learn to, to, to band together. We had to learn to work together, or all of us went hungry. It was, it was that simple, really. If, if we didn't help each other, we wouldn't get the, the corn in within the Irish summer, which is off the most fantastic 48 hours uh, you'll get. Like, you know, everything had to be done within that time period, and if you don't get it, that's it. You're hungry. So everyone had to help. Poverty was a, a, a great motivator in getting people to work together and in getting people to ask for help. Because if you decide, look, I'm going, to, I'm going to do this alone. I don't need anybody else's help. I'm a self-made farmer. I don't need anyone. I'm going to cut my field by hand on my own and bring in the, the, the bunches of barley and beat them and save my, my corn that way. Like, you will starve. That pride will kill you, Literally. So, as I say, poverty, poverty made it easier for us to ask for help. Now, when it, came, when it comes to asking for help for, for external things, uh, as I say, we had to. When it comes to asking for help for internal things, spiritual things, I think most of us, especially in a moment of panic, don't find it hard to talk to God. You know, things are going wrong. You know, you're about, you know, ever, ever going around a bend slightly too fast and you can feel the back of the car swing out and you go, oh, God, help me. Ever, no, those kind of prayers, they come fairly spontaneously. Uh, maybe you've never prayed that prayer while driving. <laughs> maybe I drive too fast. <laughs> uh, but there are certain moments where, where like, or you know, an exam or whatever it is, God help me, help, God help me now, help me, I need your help, need your help. Those kind of moments, those spontaneous moments, I don't think we find it difficult to ask for help. The real problem is, I think, for us to ask for help on a daily basis, on a regular basis, to live our lives united with God, not just in the emergencies, not just when our back is to the wall and we're going to starve unless we do, but to actually live with God on a daily basis because we choose to. To be able to say all day, every day, pretty much, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. 
I need you to carry me through my marriage, I need you to carry me through my priesthood, I need you to carry me through my work, I need you to carry me through my being a mom or a dad, because it's really, really busy and I'm wrecked and I haven't slept in, how old is she? Three and a half. I haven't slept in three and a half years, right? You know, all of those things. How, uh, how are we getting on? You're, how, are we, how old are you, my friend? How old is he? Seven. Se- seven. You're at school and all, yeah? yeah? How are you finding school? Do you like it? Have you lots of friends there? Excellent. Good man. Good man. Okay, well, you, you, you're sleeping again, you are? Oh, go away. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Wow. How, ma- how, ma- many, how many months left? Three months. Bless and save us. Right, well done. Well done. We're saying a special prayer for you before the day is out, okay? We are. No, I'm, I've such respect for, for parents and for moms. My goodness, well done, well done. But it's hard, like, it's hard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, should, you should be up here, I think. <laughs> uh, it is, it is, though. I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I like my sleep. I really do. And I like being able to kind of clock out at 9 o'clock, whenever it is, at night when I go up to my little house. And that's it. I don't have to, yeah, worry about nappies or, you know, crying babies and all that kind of stuff. I mean, well done. It's not easy. So, so to be able to say pretty much all day, this is so good for us. It's so healthy for us. To be able to say, Lord, I need you all day. In everything. And so even the things I feel like I have together. You know, even like my work. Say I'm an engineer or an accountant or something. And I'm really, I'm just good at what I do. I'm just good. I'm a good engineer. I'm a good accountant. I'm a good musician. Whatever it is I do. And I'm good at it. Great. Lord, I still need you. I still need you that it will have the effect I want. I still need you that it will be done on time. I still need you that I won't get stressed about it. You know, we, we need God all the time. I think about like this whole talk of the beast from the east for the last, we've been talking about it for the last month. When was it, when was it due? Last Tuesday or something? Anyway, it may, it may come yet, whatever. But like, we have zero control over whether it comes or not. I'm, I'm actually happy enough if it stays like this. I'm, it's not too bad today. Uh, but we have zero control over it. Either way. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. I'm like, I want you to carry me through this day. This day and always. And if we do that, that's not, that's not low self-esteem. That's just reality. We have control over so little in our lives. We really do. We have no control. We have a certain amount of control over our health. I mean, if you smoke 70 cigarettes a day, you're probably going to notice it eventually. But, you know, as a very sceptical friend of mine said, um, eat healthy, die anyway. <laughs> so, not that I'm advocating that we, that we don't eat healthily, but, but the point is, like, you got to go. Eventually, you got to go. So, we need God. We need God. And it might be today or tomorrow, or two years, I don't know. But someday, like, I'm going to find myself before him. And in the meantime, I have to live my life well. I need God. I need his help. I need his direction. I need to listen to him, and I need to do what he says. Because his plan for me is a plan for my happiness. His plan for the... How many, how many have you? Thirteenth. Third. Goodness, third. Right. Your third. I mean, I don't, think it, I, don't, I don't think it's offensive to say you need God's help as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we all do. We all do. We all do. You particularly. But we all do. <laughs> so today, 
let us, as, as a family in the church, right? As families used to gather back in the day to thresh out the corn. Let us pray as a family. Our church should be a family. So we pray for you, you pray for us. We pray for ye in, in your grief, ye pray for us and for the mission going on here and for our, the young people that we have living with us and working with us here. And we hold each other up, we stand each other up like a house of cards might be the best way of phrasing it, but like, we lean on each other, we help each other. And then if we're all leaning on each other, leaning on God, leaning on the Lord on a daily basis, then we will discover the happiness that he has reserved for us. So may the Lord bless each one of us and bless all of you. Amen.